to the Soren Sports Podcast. I am your host, Braden. And as always, we'll get that hawk stop in here. Well, I am joined by that mountain of a pineapple, Alan Pena. Alan, this is take two for us trying to record today. We took a little break to, re- to uh, plan some stuff out. So overall, how are we doing again? <laughs> I'm doing good. Like it's been, it's been a good day. As I mentioned, August arrived so quickly, and now as uh, things start to heat up, it's, it's a good thing that start things start to heat up. As now we like to move forward and focus on things that we like to talk about most. So I'm excited for what is that? What is ahead? Yeah, me too. And you know that this is our uh <laughs> I still this is our second try. Um we we were a little disorganized in the first one. Ended up turning that into a pretty good planning meeting. And Alan, what are we talking about today? And that is just a quick we're jumping back into the world of baseball once again. And the reason behind that is trade deadline just passed. And so we're going to talk about how that has impacted the baseball world, how that impacts maybe the Angels with Shohei Otani, and as well as we have a no-hitter to discuss again, guys. Yes, we do. So let's start with the trade. There were a lot of talks about if Shohei Otani was going to be traded because he is a free agent next, uh, after this season, and turns out the Angels are... Putting in all, all, all the all their chips on the table and decided to go get pitching help, and they just did that getting Lucas Giolito from the White Sox, and now it's sending a clear message that to show hey hey we want to get you to the playoffs, let's get there. And so, well, this is a great move for them doing this, like for Shohei, this is his opportunity. I wouldn't say Shohei, this is an opportunity, but for everybody in that organization, this is the opportunity to be like, hey, we got somebody to help Shohei on the pitching. Let's let's make a run at these playoffs. Because, you know, once we get into the postseason, anything can happen. Like, like with this new format, we've seen, I think we saw two wildcard teams from that, in that format, play for the pennant. Could the Angels pull that off? They probably can. They probably but can they because Mike Trout would be back too, and that's going to boost their lineup up again. And they got well, C.J. Crone and Randall Gritchick to kind of boost that lineup right now as well. So they they made some deals to not only get Otani into the the uh, playoffs, but Trout as well. Yeah, but they know the AO West made moves as well. Both the Astros and the Rangers made moves, and and look, like the Angels have to play almost a perfect baseball to from from right now to pretty much October to get there. So this is their opportunity. If they don't make the playoffs, Braden, goodbye, Shohei from the Angels, and possibly That's goodbye Trout. Trout. Trout might request a trade. Absolutely, why not? And and don't be surprised because don't be surprised if the Dodgers go after Shohei, and I'm gonna be very very happy when that happens. But we'll discuss that at some other time. 
But this is the opportunity. Like Shell has nothing to lose now. He has no excuse. The angels specifically have no excuse that, oh, like we just never had the pitching and all. Now you do go deliver. Make a run to the postseason. Like get there and then from there we'll see what happens. Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. Looking at a trade deadline, every trade deadline deal, um, Angels made big deals that we and we kind of talked about that. That um, Blue Jays have made deals. The Phillies brought in Michael Lorenzen and got the Tigers got a prospect of How You Lee. Um, and it looks like you know, and this is probably pretty typical, but every deal, every year around the trade deadline, you see a lot of prospects get changed teams. Um, and it looks like this year we see a little bit more of prospects on the inter- from the international market kind of trade these trade or be transitioning. Um, the Marlins got Josh Bell for Gene Segura and Khalil Watson. Big move there. Uh, Marlins are making that push. Padres got Rich Hill and Jimon Choi from the Pirates. That's a, that could boost the Padres. But, you know, it's the Padres. They've been kind of floppy. I think they will get in those guys. Uh, will be... It's going to be very critical. Like, to help them with their batting, obviously. But also, with Rich Hill. He's not the same Rich Hill where, oh, he's got great pitches and all. But he is a steady guy. And I think that's what the Padres pitching staff needs. And I think... I. Do believe the Padres will turn it around, but it's got to be now. They have till this month to turn it around. Otherwise, it's going to be a disappointment. Right, and that you know the the Padres, you know, they also made some moves where they got a few more hitters and pitchers. The question is, is it going to be enough? And we don't know. You know, like Alan, you said it. They have to have a near perfect month here in August if they want to do anything. Um, the Rangers got Austin Hedges, as, and the Pirates got international bonus pool money. Now, for those that don't know, for international players in MLB, they usually get signed instead of drafted as free agents. That international pool money can be a big boost for a lot of these teams when they go out and play and try and sign these high-end prospects on uh, the... Uh, international market so it's going to be interesting to keep an eye out for what the pirates plan on doing with this international bonus pool money yeah we'll see what they do i agree with you on that you know and the dodgers made some good moves Luis arias is now on the red sox that'll be interesting uh-huh. yeah he's one of the best defense uh defensive second baseman that there is in the game and the red sox have been killing it as well so We'll see what they do. Uh, there's like both wild cards is getting intense, and why not get get players to help you push to 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 get into the playoffs? So it's perfect timing for the Red Sox to make moves as well. Right, and now you know what? Look, we look at the deals from the AL East. The Rays made good moves. The Orioles made fantastic moves. Uh, the Jays made good moves. The Yankees and Red Sox kind of stood still in terms of trade deadline, which is kind of surprising in terms of where the AL East is. You would have expected a little different 
moves going on because the Yankees are dead last and the Red Sox are not too far above them. The Orioles, ironically, are in first place. They overtook the A's, or the Rays, excuse me, and the Jays are in third place of the AL East. And uh, looking at the rest of the league here, the Twins are in first, Guardians, and then Tigers, and the AL West, the Astros, and the Rangers are going to battle it out for first. The Mariners and Angels are just hanging on, probably hoping for that wild card spot. <clears throat> yep. And then switching over to the NL, Braves, Phillies, Marlins are your top three. The Braves are just killing it. They're 12 games ahead. Um, the Reds are still in first place in the Central, but the Cubs and Brewers are may overtake them. The NL Central, along with the AL Central, not very strong divisions this year. And then you have the Dodgers, Giants, and Diamondbacks in, in your top three of the NL West. And the Dodgers and Giants, Alan, they may flip-flop in between now and October. Probably. Alan just Probably. had a heart attack and refused to answer for a second. <laughs> Probably, but I don't know if the Giants made any moves. Yes, the Giants made a few moves. Let me see. They got A.J. Pollock and Mark Mathias from the Mariners. Um, and I don't know if they made any other moves. I haven't seen too many Giants. On moves here. Um, okay, yeah, I'm not seeing a whole lot of moves from the Giants from every trade. This article I'm looking at for every trade date deadline deal. Um, Ahmed Rosario is now a, a Dodger Allen. Yes. You got, yes, he is. You lost uh, Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, but it had to happen because Noah was not producing anything, so it had to happen. Giants made a move at the start of July, getting Jack Larson, and that's it. They didn't make a whole lot of moves, but that being said, they're the, the Giants have been chugging right along. They didn't. They. I don't think they felt they there was a need for them to make too many moves this this year. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that. So, and looking at the wild card in the AL right now, you have Tampa, Houston, and Toronto playing or securing those spots. Um, the Angels, this is the key race to look on for the rest of the year with Shohei and the Angels tread deadline. Can they make up these four games to get back? And while the Yankees are dead last in the AL East. That's not too bad for them. They're three and a half games out of the wild card, and they had probably the worst trade deadline of all the team, 30 teams. Yeah, not a team. I don't think they can't turn, they won't turn, they, they're not going to turn it around. Pretty simple. Yeah, San Diego, they have to, they're kind of in the same spot as the Angels. They have to turn it around. They're four games back out of the wild card. Um, the Mets, mm -hmm. they just did a wholesale fire sale. They uh, are seven games behind. I don't think the Mets feel they can make the playoffs this year, and they're probably right with how Miami, Arizona, and San Diego are swinging, and Chicago's just killing it as well. Um, Philadelphia, last last year's NL res res representation, excuse me, 
is in the wild card once again. They don't have a shot at the East Division title, but they are kind of sitting pretty with their uh, their wild card spot. Yep. Miami, Arizona, and Chicago are the main teams that are right there to kick Milwaukee out or Philadelphia. So it's a tight race for those flat spots in the MLB for these these teams making the playoffs. Yeah, I and, and Alan, probably uh, the biggest deal of the trade deadline had to be Max Scherzer going to the Rangers for Rangers. what we would find out would be. Um, hang on, let me let me find the trade here. For uh, oh, I lost it. <laughs> okay, for. Luis Angel Acuna, which is the younger brother, I believe, of, if not younger, definitely a brother of uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. So that will be interesting to play, how they play out. He was the Rangers' number third prospect in MLB pipeline, and he's the 44th ranked prospect overall in the league. So Scherzer got the Mets quite a good prospect there, and they only... I can't believe the Mets didn't get more for Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, that's his younger brother. Yeah. So. But yeah, so overall, that that's kind of the look of the trade deadline. But the main thing to look at here is how are the Angel are the Angels going to make the playoffs, and if so, how do they do that, and will they make up those four games? There's probably no chance in hell they're going to get the AL West division. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there now. I will happily be proven wrong. Um, but I'd rather someone other than the Astros win the AL West. <laughs> well, they got to get their pitching sit- situated. The batting, they're fine. It's just the pitching is what's going to keep them going in case their batting gets cold. Because right. that's what it is, batting. It gets hot and cold. Pitching can get you steady. So... They have no excuse now. None. Not like in previous years. They have no excuse now. This is their their opportunity to sell Shohei. Hey, we're going to be battling for a playoff spot consistently. And we're going to make it. And go from there. This is their sell. This is the opportunity to sell to Shohei. We're going to be consistent as far as battling for playoffs. Because if they don't make it, as I mentioned, and bye-bye Shohei, and you could and you can make the argument, and you made it, Braden. Bye-bye Mike Trout. Now, does Mike Trout leave? No one knows for sure. I'm just predicting that that's probably more than likely going to be the case. We all know he loves it in Anaheim, but I think Mike Trout wants a shot at a World Series ring eventually. He, I know he he hasn't made it seem that way, but he might want to be at least given a better chance to at least compete for one. And we know he's involved with the, so the front office and he wishes he could play it. So keep an eye out on that. That might be interesting. And Alan with, we're going to, I think that's pretty much everything, but we do have one thing we should mention. And I think we're going to end this meeting and jump right back in. And that is a no hitter. That's right. That's right. Stay tuned. All right. 
Alan is back, and Alan, we have a fun topic now, and that is we just had ourselves another freaking no-hitter. Yes, we And, uh, yeah, so first off, Alan, I guess we should mention this. It's been a while since we had a no-hitter. I mean, yes, it's, it been a, it's been a month. You really want to look at it, right? Yeah. It is. It's been a month. Like, not a lot has a lot has happened since month. Having no hitter at this time, and and to, from from Ben Valdez, who I would say he's one of the most underrated pitchers in the game. Like, that's pretty impressive what he did. And and credit to like how he approached it. He knew. What was this, the deal? And yeah, like when anytime someone does a no hitter, it's always impressive because to to do that, it, it's hard. Like we mentioned it, like throwing a no hitter is hard. You have everything has to. It's not just the pitching, but also the guys around you on defense. Where it it plays a role into like it has everything has to go right for a no hitter to happen, and it actually happened. For sure, and Alan, thanks to the Bleacher Report, guess what I was able to pull up for us to play on our our oh, podcast I, here today? I see. Yep, I see. Looper, Pena, no hitter for Frober Valdez! The first lefty in franchise history to throw a no hitter! Guys, is he was the first left southpaw in in Astros franchise history to actually hit a no hitter. That I forgot about. Yeah. All right, and you know I think it's great. We we love achievements like this when it comes to baseball. Uh, no hitters are wonderful for the game, whether you're on the winning side or losing side, it's a remarkable achievement. Yeah, it is. It, it, it truly is. It just shows perseverance and and look, like what from bed did, like he's one of those consistent pitchers that he's going to give you his best. He's not, He's a fearless pitcher and like you could say he's been one of those guys that has been the key in the continual success of the Astros. Well, that's another part right there we have to notice is he is one of those core pieces that, yeah, he could start everywhere as well. But for the Astros, him being there, it has actually continued what has been going, their success in, in trying to get more opportunities to get to the World Series. And that is, yeah, a lot of credit goes to their their scouting department as finding these guys and developing them. And from bed has been one of them. And like he, he, he he's going to be even more important come in the playoffs. For sure. And you know, they brought Justin Verlander back smart move. Let him go get paid, bring him back, pay him pretty much what you maybe wanted to pay him in the first place. Um, 
but you, you they got their ace back. They have the guy who just threw, you know, a brand new spanking no hitter, and you got yourself quite an amazing pitching staff on top of a pretty decent hitting staff who just won a World Series. They're running it back this year. We'll see if they can win it. I think if they go back-to-back, Alan, we'll have to have a talk about how this maybe affects the Astros' legacy. But yeah, that's an interesting thing to keep in mind. I'm going to hit, Alan, it's not, I think there's not a whole lot I have left to say about the no-hitter other than we've, we have a no-hitter. You know, it, it's going to be it's amazing when we see these things. They're hard to pull off. You know, unfortunately, it wasn't a perfect game. I wish it was, but those are even harder. Yeah, they are. Alan, what's next for us? I mean, we just had a meeting. You should remember. And where can people find us? Well, let me start that they can find us. And wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, we are there 24-7. If you missed any of our episodes... We're right there. Soren Sports. It can also catch us on our social media on Pineapple Media. Send us an email at pineapple22 at gmail.com with any comments or any topics you want to talk, you want us to talk about. And also, our next episode, it is the Women's World Cup coming up. And we're now in the round of 16. So by this time, we'll, teams will be battling for a spot in the semifinals. And as right as this weekend is the round of 16. So we'll talk about teams that moved on that, that surprised people or that pretty much did not perform as expected. So, so set, so just stand back, relax and just enjoy the ride. We're just getting started here. Yeah. You know, we, we had a, a break off a couple weeks off here as you know summer kept us busy with uh, our full-time jobs guys um we would love to do this more full-time you guys can help us reach that goal just keep listening to us and you know to our new friends in china can welcome to the show and uh we look forward to uh more uh more of you jumping on board wherever you're from so keep safe enjoy the ride as alan said And we're just going to ride this out. Yep.